0: Peggy, 16.
1: Hello there, ladies and gents. We are back with another episode of Talking Rock with Tom and Jason. I'm Jason i'm tom today we're going to be talking about the iron maiden album power slave but before that tom how are you doing i'm
0: fantastic i've had a very 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 busy day today so all week me and my friends have been planning this birthday party for a very special someone whose birthday is tomorrow a special someone is alice cooper He is turning 74 tomorrow, so me and my friends are all having this crazy, and I mean crazy, Alice Cooper-themed birthday dinner celebration for him tomorrow. We're making poison burgers. I came up with this loaded french fry dish that I've so appropriately titled The Ballad of Dwight Fries. And then I just finished, literally five minutes ago, just finished making an Alice Cooper cake that has his eyes drawn on it. And inside both of his eyes, I put two candles. So when I light them, and if you look at the cake from bird's eye point of view, it looks like his eyes are glowing up. Also, I came up with a very original beverage cocktail that I called Cold Ethel's. It is pineapple juice, blue Powerade, and Sprite mixed together for a beautiful non-alcoholic juice cocktail. Tastes just like necrophilia. So that's what I've been up to all day, in addition to doing bad stuff and schoolwork. So really, (laughs) the usual stuff for me.
1: Jason, what are you up to? I know you're a very busy man as well. Yeah, it's taken us a while to record this, about a month to do this one. I've just been busy, um, school, uh, working, student teaching, um, just life stuff. But I'm glad to be here doing this now. Um, I don't know, tonight I'm gonna go see a uh, jackass, so I'm looking forward to that. Go <laughs> see Johnny Knoxville do some stupid shit, and it'll be funny. It's
0: a miracle that those guys are
1: still alive. <laughs> Johnny Knoxville just had like a brain hemorrhage
0: or something. It was bad. Like he has some serious like some brain injury. Like I can't imagine what that could possibly be from, given the he's, fact they've been doing this crazy. for the past thirty years.
1: He's crazy, but I'm looking forward That's, to it. Um, right, thirty years, right? Other way, Jackass has 20. been around longer
0: than I have. Twenty years.
1: Oh I, wow, I know. I, I think it started like in the early 2000s, maybe late 90s, something oh, like that. Wow, so it was within my lifetime. I don't know, well, whatever. It's old. been a long time. Over twenty years. By the way,
0: yes. We could do a whole Something podcast like about jackass, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um
1: Okay. Well let's let's do uh let's do top five. Alright, um, our totally
0: nonsensical and somewhat yeah. irrelevant top five. So yeah. this week, this was your idea. Mm-hmm. Top five rock themed movies. Mm-hmm. Jason, this is going to be so much fun. Yeah.
1: What is your list? Uh well I don't know how you did it. I did not include like Concert films or documentaries. I did more Neither like did I. like traditional movies. Yeah, um, that's what I did. Yeah. All right. Number five. I have The Rocker. Uh, they, I think came out like in the like the first decade of the 2000s. I think. It Is was, that the one with Rain Wilson? Yeah, I read the Rain Wilson one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was number five for me. Number four, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. Um, number three, Airheads. That's the uh, the Adam Sandler, Brandon Fraser, Steve Buscemi one.
0: The one where Steve Buscemi looks like the bassist of Pantera.
1: I think so. Yeah. He literally
0: looks just like Rex Brown. It's uncanny.
1: Uh, number two, Wayne's World, and number one, it wasn't even close. This is Spinal Tap. Ooh.
0: Good choices. All right, mine is more or less along the same. Route, is Route, road Route, isn't I as yours. Okay, so my top five spot is Almost Famous, the semi-autobiographical piece from Cameron Crowe, who toured with Black Sabbath when he was a, a young wee lad. Okay, so number four is Detroit Rock City, the one where, you know, the kid Terminator 2 and all of his pals try to get kiss tickets. Number three is Roadie, which also has Alice Cooper in it and Meatloaf, God rest his soul. Fun enough, Alice Cooper played the rock star that Meatloaf was a... Well, he was a roadie that allows anything to work if you let it. Number two, and this probably won't surprise you at all, Scooby-Doo meets Kiss, rock and roll mystery. That counts. That movie made me a Kiss fan and who I am today, for better or for worse. And then my top... Or I guess my top spot, I put kind of two on here. I love them together. Wayne's World 1 and 2. Because Wayne's World 1... Funny enough, has Alice Cooper in it. World Two has Aerosmith. I've been hyped up with Alice Cooper all week, as you could tell. There's kind of a recurring theme for tonight, but that's my list. All right. This was very difficult, and you mentioning those movies kind of reminded me. Oh yeah, there are other rock movies out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had to do a little bit of research, but some of them, uh, some of them came to me right away, and I thought of the. Airheads, I was trying to, like, decide if that's, like, a rock movie for them. Like, yeah, I think it is. That counts. Yeah.
0: Um. Also, The Rocker with Rain Wilson is a classic movie. I love the whole aesthetic of that. I love the fact that Will Arnett is the singer of the band he was kicked out of, and the fact that it was based off of Pete Best from The Beatles. <laughs> he got kicked out right as they were making it big. Ray Wilson is literally the Pete Best of Vesuvius. <laughs> I'll start my own band. it would be better than yours. It's like yeah, it's a less successful Dave
1: Mustaine. That was a, yeah, that was a funny movie. I haven't seen it in a while, but that was a good one. <laughs> when um, they kick
0: him out of the band is the funniest part. Well, he's chasing after them and, like, he's on top of their van and he's using his drumsticks to stab through the roof of the van to stay on top of it to literally <laughs> murder his bandmates for kicking him out.
1: Well, Tom, the other was day I was, uh, I was just sitting around and I was trying to think of something and, do when i was um and i wrote down like 30 different ideas for like top fives we can do in the future
0: and this oh, was one of those so yeah okay you should make that a checklist so we don't accidentally do right. the same top right. five as we did before because i'm pretty right. sure we've done like duplicates before oh, for any of our diehard fans out there please let us know if we did that <laughs> there's literally no way for us to keep track of this we haven't been checking off anything I don't know, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure we have all plenty right. of diverse top fives. All right, so some notes about this album, Jason.
1: Yep, uh, album notes for Power Slave. Um, Iron Maiden, it's their fifth album, but the first album, interestingly, uh, to feature the same exact lineup as the previous album on all the other albums before that, they had at least one member change. Um, it is. It takes place right in the heart of their prime of their career, so you really get that vintage classic Iron Maiden sound. Uh, the, the cover artwork of Eddie is awesome. I love that, like the Eddie as always. It's like a pyramid. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm more...
0: gonna have Eddie as the back patch of my new battle vest. Nice. Well, it's you know every album cover is Eddie, Eddie, excuse <laughs> right. me. But my back patch is going to be actually Killers, hmm. I, an album that doesn't have Bruce on it, but still a good album. Good discussion for another day, perhaps.
1: Uh, one of only two Iron Maiden albums, without a Dave Murray songwriting credit, the other being their latest, Senjitsu, and interesting to me was that this album was recorded in the Bahamas, of all places. No kidding. Hmm?
0: Just found like a bungalow somewhere in an island <laughs> I and recorded one of the best heavy metal albums of all time?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Why not, right? All right. <laughs> um, all
0: right. Let's do it. Uh, Ace is right. high. Ace is high. That guitar riff intro gives me chills every single time I hear it. I don't know why, but I just get the feeling that I'm on a plane in this entire song. Like, I feel like I'm flying through the skies in an old World War One dogfight. Or I guess World War Two because they had those then as well. But literally, I love this. Right when the verse starts and all the instruments come in, they lock together so flawlessly. And that's something I've always loved about Iron Maiden. And there's also a really cool echo in Bruce's voice, like right before the pre-chorus, that I never actually picked up on before, despite me listening to this song all the time listening to it again and hearing that i'm like wow how did i never really like acknowledge this before but it's really well done i really really love the sound this is like this is how you start an album if you ask me (laughs) just gets you ready for battle jason what do you think
1: yeah great kick-ass song i'm yawning
0: gonna make me yawn now too jason (sighs) it's been a long week (laughs) (sighs) <laughs> all, right. Oh, um, all right you had me yawning it's I contagious Made to wake me up yeah all right. yes all right. um, and jackass when- yeah and jackass
1: <laughs> um i love when the song really starts uh, after that little intro oh this is off-topic. We're going to get off-topic on the first We're one. going to change it, everyone. Then <laughs> we're going to get off-topic. I'm, sure I'm pretty sure the Jackass like production company is called like, Dick House Productions or something, and I just find that funny. But, okay. You're remembering this now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you couldn't have brought that up at the beginning
0: of the podcast when I mentioned Jackass. <laughs> Wait, what is it? Hold oh, on, Dick House Productions?
1: Something like that. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sounds like a Johnny
0: Knoxville move. All
1: right. Anyway, yes, A.S.I. Great kick-ass song. Um, I love when the song really starts after that little intro. It clicks immediately as soon as the drums really kick in. I'm tired. Um, God damn it, Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Johnny again. I know we're getting through the. We need to get through this first one. Um, But wow, those are some incredible high notes that Bruce Dickinson hits. (sighs) Uh, I think that the ending of that song is just perfect. It, it kind of wraps it up great. It just it comes to a great close. Uh, I have no idea what Bruce said half the time in the song, but whatever it was, he sounded good <laughs> singing it. Uh, like I was, it's like, like, I'm trying, it's trying soaring, to like soaring power metal car. vocals. It's what like I'm trying to sing it in my car, and it's it's like something, something, something doing it again. Something, <laughs> so,
0: something. You need like yeah. really tight pants too. Those are really high, really hard notes to hit.
1: I don't know what he's saying, but it works.
0: <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, it works. All right, next song. That's power metal for you. All right, so we have number two, which is Two Minutes to Midnight. It sort of had like a hair metal beat to it. At least that's what I got. I can feel like it's hair metal, but it still has that iconic power metal sound that Iron Maiden excels in. I seriously love that no matter what, the bass is always super prominent. Also, there's a really cool China symbol featured for, like, maybe two (laughs) seconds of the song. I guess something I never really picked up on until I really did a deep listen to it for this episode. Weird. So it's the little things like that you don't notice until you're putting a microscope over them. But I love it. The China symbol, the bass. And, like, literally, everything just blends perfectly. And also, they have, like, kind of a proggy sound on this, I noticed. It's like power metal, but it's also prog. Kind of combines the two. Sort of a perfect kind of purgatory love chime between the two. Yeah. It's very well executed, if you ask me.
1: I can see what you mean about the kind of crossover between the, like, the 80s rock metal stuff and and then, like, the power metal. Like, I can kind of see that. Um, Wait, something
0: just occurred to me. Jason, you like power metal now. Yeah, you've I, always bashed on me for liking Dragon Force really can, and like I
1: don't really know if this is like power metal I don't uh, it's like it's
0: like what Black Sabbath was to doom metal it's like proto power metal if that makes sense
1: yeah But uh, you like power I, metal ju- now this geez? is more just like I don't know. it's like speed like, I, denial I, I, is I, always I
0: the know. first step
1: maybe it's like it. I don't know I don't I don't know. It just it's just metal. metal to me. I don't know. Fair enough. Uh, In really my eyes, really,
0: it's power metal. I lo- I lo- what? In my eyes, it's power metal.
1: Right. But I, I love, I like the song. Um, I love the song. I could sing the hook with them all day. The, the two, minutes. I, I love, I love night. Yeah. Um you know, it's another song I don't really understand lyrically, but oh well. You don't because need to. As long as you can have fun good. jamming along with yeah. your car, that's um, all you need. I feel or like sometimes playing. they just put words together that sound good <laughs> and mystical.
0: Uh, um, that's all you need.
1: <laughs> guitar soloing is great. It's a good song. Yeah. I love it. I like it a lot. All right. Is that like your Dumb and Dumber thing right there? Yes. <laughs> I'm
0: a walking <laughs> Dumb and Dumber reference. <laughs> Expect a lot of those from me, just in general, if you know who I am in person. Or if you meet me in person one day, any of you. I'm fucking tired. I can't think right now. Tired. Alright, let me take a minute to wake up.
1: Lost for words, (sighs) big aura.
0: Yes. Lost for words, which is kind of ironic considering it doesn't have words. But I guess that's what makes sense about the title. Lost for words, lost for words, no words. It's instrumental. Big aura. God, there's so much bass, and I love it. It's literally doubling a lot, doubling a lot, blah, blah, okay, let me try that one more time. It's literally doubling up with the guitar. It's so cool. I love it. That's always been one of my favorite things about Iron Maiden. Like, Steve Harris just goes fucking nuts, and he's using his fingers, too, and not just his index and his ring. He's using, no, his index and his middle. He's using his ring, too. I totally botched that. God, I, I can imagine just being a viewer listening to this now. They probably think we're both intoxicated. The irony is I don't drink. This is just how I talk when I'm tired. Man, I was just, just drunk in a root beer. <laughs> wow. So technically you are under the influence of something.
1: <laughs> caffeine, Skinny. I don't know. Sugar,
0: Sugar caffeine, yeah. whatever it is.
1: All right, uh, Jason, what do you think? Yeah, such such a cool riff. I. I too, I love that gala thing. That's such an Iron Maiden trademark staple sound. Uh, it sort of sounds like video game music, especially. Actually, I wrote in my notes game. like
0: if I were a boss battle in a video game, yeah, this would be my theme.
1: Right. It sounds like it would be like in <laughs> Super Mario or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like you. This translates so well to eight bit. In fact, um, let me look for that on YouTube now. I'm pretty sure that's a thing, because there's an eight bit for everything out there. Let's see, Iron Maiden. Loss. you can keep talking while i'm doing okay. this
1: i mean i was i was just gonna move on to the next song but i can start that i guess um me, all right me. so the next song is uh is flash of the blade it does exist, <laughs> it does exist jason all right the flash of the blade but that that guitar lick is so cool and uh yeah i'm so happy you can't hear that barely. Alright, alright, enough. I okay, alright, that's enough. I'm going to save that on my phone. That is amazing. <laughs> Flash of <laughs> the blade. That guitar lick is so cool. Uh, my first time listening to this song, and I thought it was great. This was my first time, like, doing it, listening to the entire album. Um, but the vocal line is so creepy and awesome. I feel like Avenged Sevenfold could have gotten some of their inspiration from Iron Maiden. Similar guitar tone at times. That uh, yeah. That, like, creepy... Spooky. Spooky, but also like a uh, video game-ish sounding thing that, that they do in uh, Avenge Sevenfold too. So I feel like that could definitely be an influence.
0: Uh, I believe it. Iron Maiden's been around for a very long time, <laughs> long before Avenge Sevenfold. And yeah. So I I believe, or if they said that Iron Maiden was one of their main influences, I'd believe it. Yeah. But Flash of the Blade, that just sounds like a power metal title. Like it just makes you want to go out and like, kill a dragon or something while you're riding on a horseback. Like, that's the vibe I got off of this. In fact, I'm pretty sure they actually do talk about killing monsters in the lyrics. I didn't write it down, but I'm pretty sure I heard something in the lyrics. Again, hardcore Iron Maiden fans can crucify me. in Whatever comment section we have, if I'm wrong. But there is a part with guitar harmonization, which is always one of my favorite things in music. And then there's a perfectly syncopated rhythm section backing it up. Two oh. qualities I really love in music. And it just fits so well. It was literally perfect. I love it. I love Maiden. And I love the fact that there's an 8 bit version of Lost for Words. <laughs> I've literally listened to that while I work out now. <laughs> this is like adrenaline music. That's perfect.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: Let's see what else do I have in here. It's so goddamn epic. That's just Iron Maiden. It's, it's not like. Cinematic, but it's still like it's epic. It has like the soaring vocals, the punchy instruments, and of course, the bass. Yeah. Like, whenever World War 3 happens in the inevitable future, oh, excuse me, I'm gonna be blasting our main I ride into battle shirtless, wearing nothing but a tiger pelt, <laughs> and, and literally just like charging into battle <laughs> on a horse. Like, that's how I'm gonna go, that's how I die. <laughs> Stark naked, wearing a tiger's Pellet horseback riding into the front lines of World War III, with all of our enemies, which we probably have a lot of them. You get hyped. at least I you will get probably Iron this of music. I do. I really do. I live off of Iron Maiden. <laughs> In fact, I'm pretty sure. Let me look at my. I'm wearing my battle vest right now. I probably have Iron Maiden on here a couple times. Yes, I have a patch for the trooper, literally right below my arm. There you go. I wish you guys could see this. And I have a patch for killers on my back somewhere. Of course, the iconic Eddie skeleton monster thing. It wouldn't be a battle vest without at least one of those for me. But I can spend an entire podcast episode just talking about my battle vest. Jason, let's talk about the next track. If you have nothing else to add about this album. Album. The song. God damn it. Okay, next song. Before I mess up again. Back in the Village.
1: What? All right, I swear. Wait, the Every track
0: makes me want to write... What? The du- the Duelists or whatever. Do I have this out of order? Hold on. Because I had the Duel... Oh, wait. Oh, I'm an idiot. Okay, track five, The Duelist. How did I... Kn- okay, no, I know what I did. I forgot what, song- I forgot what song we were talking about. I was looking at my notes and I have Flash of the Blade written at the bottom and I flipped my notes over as I was talking about that. I went on my tangent and I forgot to see the fact that I had the duelist do written down right here. Okay, so that's my bad. Mistake number 30 tonight. That's fine. Everything's fine. All right, track number five, the duelist. All right, again with the whole video game soundtrack thing. This really does sound like it's from a video game. It has the soaring vocals, every band member firing on all four cylinders. And again, that really proggy sound, which I've really grown to love from Iron Maiden. I'm totally blasting this as I ride into battle to War 3. I can say that about almost every track from Maiden. But Jason, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I have no idea. How Bruce hits some of those notes. Just incredible. Uh, cool song for sure, as is pretty much every Iron Maiden song. Uh, really, uh, I really I really like the solo. Some cool notes that are held up by Bruce at the end there, too. Uh, I really didn't have too much to say about this one. I just I thought overall, um, one of the... One of the better tracks on the on the album. Uh, one of the better tracks yeah, you're on doing the it album now. for me. I know, tongue twisted. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Is that all you have to say? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay. Go talk. <laughs> That's it, everybody. See you next week. No. <laughs> okay. No, let's try it again. All right. So now we are on track six. Back in the village. No, this is. Now this we is, can talk about. This is rhyme of the ancient
1: mariner. Joke. I was about to say
0: <laughs> <I was just laughs> I'm going to throw at... my microphone Through my computer screen your Like face, Jason, don't do this to me Your face there made it all worth it <laughs> I, I wish you guys could have seen my face Alright Alright, wait, where was I? I'm doing a lot Back in the village Okay, yeah, back in the village Okay, so, I swear Again, sounds like it's from a video game The presence is really punchy and up front and, I don't know, it's just like Steve Harris, man. He's going crazy. He's always been one of my favorite parts of Maiden. Yeah. To the point where I actually know his name instead of the guitarist. Which is kind of a crime, but again, I play bass, so I can make an exception. Very well done track. Jason, what do you have to say about this?
1: Yeah, I like it. It's it's very, very fast. There's some of that speed metal coming into play there. Um, my My one complaint about this album in Iron Maiden is that I feel like a lot of the songs are too similar, though. Like I feel like the yeah. solos in any of these songs could fit in any of the other songs, and I and I wish that the lyrics kind of showed a little more of a different, uh, kind of different topic. Like I wish they were on different things, sort of. Uh, but the bass is super good on this song. It's cool. I I like it. Like I said, it's just uh, I think by this point in the album, I'm starting to get a little. Tired of the repetition, sort of, I feel like, but I do like it. Fair
0: enough. I mean, I don't call it repetition, I call it total consistency. Judas Priest has it, Iron or not yeah, Judas Priest has it, Iron Maiden has it, Motorhead has it, ACDC has it. The way I see it, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Sorry, I'm in the middle of planning an Alice Cooper party right now. I'm like going <laughs> back and
1: forth. I'm I'm a very busy man why don't you Um, take us into the next track yeah yeah power sleeve, the title track uh a little different on this one which is cool that's kind of what i was looking for uh the bass line is great i i love the guitar in it too iron maiden like you said really does have one of those is one of those uh Bands where you just you know you think of multi guitar attacks you can't play Iron Maiden really with one guitar I feel like just it would yeah not sound it's impossible right. yeah just,
0: it's like playing it without galloping I mean, bass
1: yeah it's like how Judas Priest was gonna go out with only one guitar player did you hear about that and then they changed their mind again yeah I didn't hear about that we'll so they're that. only going out
0: with one guitar
1: player. <laughs> We'll get into that I another time. That. It was just it was so dumb. They put it out like a statement for like three days that they were gonna go out as a four piece, and they're like, oh, "No, never mind." Or yeah, <laughs> no, like, "We're like, no, you know, we changed our minds, and like, thank God." That, that Seriously, would that would have been but, that would have been awful. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, or was it oh yeah but in power slave the song uh, the pretty breakdown part is a nice part of piece of the song i can't really call iron maiden pretty too often so okay <laughs> so it's fun when depends I on the your chance. definition of pretty yeah. beauty is all within the eye of beholder my friend <laughs> some of those uh, drum fills though when it goes back into being that dark like piece of music are really amazing and uh, i like that it feels like there are so many different moving parts to this song and that's just uh, I thought that was partly why I really liked this song. It's just there was so much going on, but it all fit together well. The song is alive.
0: Every minute, every every yeah, every minute of it, I could talk today. It's moving. Every little note, every little instrument. It's all alive. It's all one organic life force. Right. But yeah, spooky intro. Of course, it has that iconic Iron Maiden gallop. He's a god, man, Steve Harris. (laughs) Also, it has kind of a doomy riff, like mm-hmm. the notes are doomy, but like how it's played isn't doomy at all. Yeah, it still has like a, a very power metal sound, mm-hmm. just kind of mixed with this like scary, dark, evil sounding <laughs> riffs. That's what I mean by doomy, but it's just epic. That's really the best word I could use to describe this. And the drum fill leads right back into the gallop after mm-hmm. that orgasmic guitar solo. And I cannot stress the phrase "orgasmic" enough. That is how I describe Iron Maiden. <laughs> it is truly beautiful. And a cry. Wait, they're they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? Or am no. I thinking of Judas Priest? Neither They're is. not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Neither right. is. They were, both of them are snubbed. It's a crime that both of these bands aren't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You elitist assholes get your heads out of your asses and you <laughs>
1: duck these guys in there. Judas Priest is nominated again. They probably won't Good. make it again. But they're they nominated. better make it. <laughs>
0: Like how is the rock and roll Fame their the nominations
1: right now? for like who was a chance to get in in the next class. And there weren't that many like rock or metal bands on there. I'm just like, this is dumb.
0: That is dumb. Like for one, they have rappers in there and the rock and roll hall
1: of fame. Like they should just have you know a music right, hall of fame. Somewhere. We're going, I know it's... we're going off on a little tangent here. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you who the nominees are. Yes. Just do okay. that. Uh, for 2022 we have Beck Oh um, yeah Beck I know them. Uh yeah it's like one guy Beck. Uh Pat Benatar um Kate Bush Kate Bush. Um, uh, I don't
0: know who that is. Oh Devo yeah they're the guys with the weird hats. <laughs> uh Devo Duran Duran Yes, Duran Duran. They're not in the
1: rock. They're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No, Snug. Uh, Eminem. Ew, no. Um, <laughs> uh, the arithmics I don't think I know them. They're the ones that like originally did "Sweet Dreams Are Made of These" or oh, whatever. Oh yeah. yeah. Sweet dreams. Yeah, you know that song, right? I know that song. Yeah. Okay, Judas Priest. Um, Good. Fella cootie who
0: the fuck is fella cootie <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> that um, doesn't sound like a rock star
1: um mc5 who mc5 they have like this one song kick out the jams that i know but
0: they're really running out of people to induct uh, in but, here aren't they well they could just put some of the snubs in <laughs> do you think they'd do that right <laughs> um new york dolls
1: uh, oh yeah i know them dolly parton really she's not rock apparently they think so um rage against the machine about fucking time lionel richie lionel richie why do i know that name you know who he is
0: i know who he is i'm just drawing a blank on yeah what song he did
1: uh songs you would know him if you heard him probably i'll google him later He's like I can't remember if this was him solo or with uh, his old band the Commodores but you know that song like easy like a sunday morning or whatever.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Not exactly
1: rock either. But... No, no, not at all. <laughs> or, uh Carly this... Simon. Carly Simon. Yeah. I know her. My uh, mom, yeah, like, her.
0: That... sounds familiar. Uh a tribe called Quest. <laughs> Uh, That's a I like I don't know who they are but I like that I name. Think they're like a rap group. I don't like that. <laughs> and Dion Warwick. Dion Warwick. I know I've definitely heard that name before.
1: All right, so there's your rock and roll Hall of Fame nominees. Not a lot of rock, but
0: <laughs> yeah, only half of them actually deserve to be in there because they're actually they're in the rock genre. Right. Dumbasses. <laughs> Just come up with a music Hall of Fame and induct them instead. Yeah, Like, that's like putting fucking,
1: let me think. That's like putting Behemoth in the Country Hall of Fame. I, know, I was just going to say, like, putting Led Zeppelin in the Country Music Hall of Fame. Yeah, something. like, yeah.
0: total opposite end of the spectrum. Like, that doesn't work. That, that, it's two different genres here. Right. Like, you don't put football players in the Baseball Hall of Fame. <laughs> like, that doesn't make sense. All let right, right, let's, let's get on
1: to the last one. Yeah, uh, Rhyme of the Ancient Less. Mariner, the epic, and and that's what it is, epic. Not even really sure what to say about it. It's so long, but an epic for sure. You
0: know, uh, I actually read the book before I heard the song. Oh,
1: did you? Okay. Uh, yeah,
0: junior year English class. My teacher, she showed us this one nut hole, or it was like a short story, I think. Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. And I'm like, this is actually really cool. Like, this sailor kills an albatross. And that's a really bad omen if you kill an albatross, and their journey is just plagued with, like, all kinds of bad, wacky, spooky shit. So, like, as soon as I found out one of my favorite metal bands at the time did a song called The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, I'm like, what? Really? Because my junior year, I got really into Iron Maiden, and I actually discovered this album after I read this story. So I'm like, oh my god, they wrote a song about the book I just read. I love it. And then that, the next day in class, I wore an Iron Maiden t-shirt. There you go. <laughs> like, hey, yeah, only I get this. <sighs> but I was hyped. Literally, and I love the galloping. I love the feeling of it really telling an immersive story. And I did hear lyrics about an albatross at one point, which is an allusion to the novel. Jason, what have you got to say about this epic finale?
1: Yeah, as soon as I heard the... Uh, the opening notes—I could tell it was going to be good. And like I said, it is epic and really, really cool song. Um, there's another song with a lot of different moving parts to it, and just uh, just really cool. <laughs> That's really the best way to put it. That's screen it really by Dickinson cool. at I think like eight and a half minutes in. is crazy, very Halford-esque. Um, yeah, I thought it was—I thought it was a great song
0: kind of makes you want to ride a boat and shoot an albatross out of the sky. Really great. (laughs) (laughs) And have a really, really shitty time on the boat afterward because you killed an albatross, which is a really bad omen. A friend of our nautical friends out there who do a lot of sailing, never kill an albatross. You will curse your voyage and you will probably kill your entire crew if you do that. And then you'll probably remain as the sole survivor living with the guilt of you killing this albatross and pretty much everyone in your crew. Not, not the route that I would suggest anyone to take, but great song.
1: Tom, why don't you, uh, why don't we wrap this thing up and you give me a, uh, a grade and overall, any overall thoughts you have on this record?
0: Okay, before we go on any more tangents or fuck <laughs> up even more than we already had this episode, I think this episode has definitely set a record for that.
1: <laughs> it has for sure. But All it right. will.
0: <laughs> My hey, letter at least grade you
1: didn't like crash out on us. So far, we still
0: have, like, two minutes left. (laughs) Alright, so, my letter grade for this album, I'd give it a solid A. It's, like, it's good. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, this was really an easy listen for me. All the songs were epic. They were easy to listen to. They hyped me up. And, overall, just felt really good after I listened to this. I immediately added it onto my Spotify playlist. For some oddball reason, it wasn't already on there. And I'm ashamed to admit that considering like I spent an entire year in high school getting really into Iron Maiden. But now I've very quickly remedied that situation, and I now have Iron Maiden on my Spotify playlist, particularly Power Slave. Beautiful album. 10 out of 10 recommend this to anyone who wants to indulge in some beautiful power metal. Jason, what is your thought and your final grade for this album?
1: An A for awesome. Um, Holy very, shit, we actually agree. Solid. Yeah, very, very good and solid. If you like Iron Maiden, you'll enjoy it. Simple as that.
0: Yeah, plain and simple. It's a nice, easy listen for anyone who likes Iron Maiden sound. And if you don't like Iron Maiden sound, seek medical assistance. <laughs> it's good. Nah, all jokes aside, Power Metal's not for everyone, but Iron Maiden is good. Even if you're not into Power Metal, I'd still recommend Iron Maiden. Bravo, boys! Bravo.
1: Well, uh, Tom, I think that's all we had for today. Uh, what, I think so. What's the next one? I don't even know. What's the next? What next is the next one? one? Let me, I
0: have it written down somewhere okay. in a minute. Give me, actually, wait. Do I have it written down? I hope I have it written down. Otherwise, this is going to be very, uh, very awkward. Here we go. I got it. Motley Crue. Doctor Feelgood. Ooh, Doctor Feelgood. Back when Vince Neal was young and could sing and didn't fall off stages.
1: Still kind of sing. Can he? Kind of. (laughs) All right. He can can shout. Well,
0: shout at the devil. Yeah, exactly. I guess we'll find out if this about the crew tour ever
1: happens. Yeah, yeah. But more on that next week. I'm sure I'll have plenty to say about that. I'm going to leave you with a parting note, Tom, and to all our listeners. If you did not watch... uh, well, we're, we are recording this on February 3rd. If you did not watch uh, Slash and Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators perform their new song, The River is Rising, last night on Jimmy Kimmel, go watch it on YouTube because they did a great job. I totally forgot about that.
0: I'm going to type that into YouTube now. Have I'm you heard the song it, yet? Gonna,
1: I haven't. Okay. I'm waiting for the whole album to come out so I can buy it and listen to it over and over again. Okay. And cool. over. Well, I'm ready for them to get back out there. All right. right. Well, as always, uh, from both, uh, or from all of us here at Tom. God, let's try to again. From both of us here at Talking about with Tom <laughs> no, and Jason, no, no, no. I'm Tom. No, no, no. We got to do it the right way. From all okay, of fine. us here at Tom and Jason. Yes, all two of us. Yes, the two of us. This <laughs> has been a lot of fun. We'll see you soon. Adios.